I mean, I'm trying to think if that's the right music for uh, Blake Blackmar. I mean, I could see him liking at some point a little heavy metal, but also probably liking some country music. And uh, Blake Blackmar joins us now, one of the great uh, former Baylor Bears. And, uh, I mean, he was just a stalwart on that offensive line for years. Blake, good to, good to have you on and uh, excited to uh, see you out there at this spring game in a couple of days. Heck, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Good to talk with you again. I definitely used to get down to my fair share of country music while I'm sitting in front of the smoker, but... You can't ever you can't beat heavy metal while you're lifting weights, you know. <laughs> oh man, y'all used to throw it around, and um, well, one of your strength coaches, where is he now? TCU. I'm just thinking of like who you've yeah. been around in that in that weight room, and uh, Kaz, boy, he was known for being a pretty intense dude. Was uh, were you already like pretty? you know, way into the weightlifting thing before you arrived? I'm sure you were, but was that, uh, Blake, when you got onto campus and got in a college weight room, was that a whole nother level of, of dedication, or, or were was it something you were already kind of used to? Well, that was, that's, that's actually a pretty funny story because I was, uh, I was told by my dad to play to your strength, right? And I was big and strong, so I was really into weightlifting in high school, always wanted I wanted to own all the records for our high school lifting uh, deal and one of the guys that held the high school squat record was from the 80s and actually played with my daddy UT and the record was 600 pounds so I had lifted quite heavily in high school um, broke the squat 605 my senior year was pretty pumped about that go to college and you know I'm walking in I have a big you know I have a 400 pound bench and a 600 pound squat and that's basically what they want all their starting offensive linemen to have uh Mm -hmm. to play you know power five conference football go into go into baylor and the first thing we do for the first two months basically freshman year is run and i i was really good at picking up heavy things i wasn't so good at (laughs) running half guessers and five ten yard sprints and get offs and so i was uh and because when you go to college, they basically, they don't know everyone's weightlifting background. So they really ease, it, ease you in slowly and you're uh, lifting at, you know, they're teaching you how to lift all over again. And so we were not allowed to go very heavy. And so until one day, middle of summer, they let us throw a little bit of weight on. And apparently that impressed Coach Cos enough to walk up and accuse me of sandbagging. And I was like, hell, man, I've been getting my ass kicked in those sprints so bad. I would have loved for you to let me put on more than 300 pounds on squat. And so I uh, I really didn't – that first year, I got so much stronger and so much quicker in so many other areas. But my I, my core list didn't really go up at all as far as a one-rep max. But Cos is real big on five-rep max and functional strength. So – my back got huge. He used to make fun of me because I was real good at pushing stuff, wasn't good at pulling. Could bench 400 pounds, but only could do like two pull-ups. So he, uh, <laughs> they pretty quickly got that stuff rectified. They were definitely focusing on my weaknesses and not just make, making sure I could, you know, bench and squat the house. Do you still get in there? Do you like to? Did you, do you like to lift weights? Or once you were finished, were you kind of glad to 
be away from it. Some guys love it, but then some guys, when they, when they finish playing, their bodies change, and they slim up like crazy. You've seen that happen to, I'm sure, a lot of oh, your yeah. friends. Do you still like to get in there? And if you do, is it a whole different kind of approach you take now? I've dabbled. I uh, I still love the weight room, and there's, you know, th- that's probably the main one of the main aspects I miss about football is the the weight room camaraderie and throwing around big weight. Uh, the majority of my friends is skinnied up, and I am jealous of that. I uh, <laughs> I've done some. I basically decided I don't really need to lift like super heavy anymore, but I do like being, you know the strongest person in the most rooms I walk into. So I'll, uh, I've been trying to do more functional strength and just do things to keep lean and keep my mobility up. I do a lot of Olympic lifting. The hardest part is, you know, I got to get up at five to go work out. And when you're not doing that to try to, you know, play football and go make money and you don't have the team dependent on you, it's pretty hard to, you know, some mornings not hit the snooze button on that alarm. Um, but every once in a while, I'll have a couple of whiskeys and then wake up the next day and go throw 385 or 405 on the bench just to make sure I still got it and haven't, <laughs> haven't gotten hurt yet. So, Blake Blackbar joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. Now, some of those nights you're staying up, you're grilling, um, maybe you're doing a little whiskey drinking while you're doing that. This is going to be a fun weekend for grilling. In that first annual barbecue cook-off, a lot of the for- your former teammates and then former some of the old school players showed up mm-hmm. there on campus. It really was it was well received, and I think you had uh, some ribs, you had steaks that people did. Maybe you had some brisket. I think some chicken was also involved. Um, was this Blake? Who who did you kind of who were you talking to? to kind of get this thing going because uh, I think some of the players, you know, from what I could tell, really, really enjoyed that last year. Some of the former guys that showed up, including Anthony Ray, who I think won one of the events. I don't know if he won the overall event, but he uh, he obviously participated and, and uh, is very serious about his grilling. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a ton of fun last year, and, you know, you got it right on – hit the nail right on the head. You know, brisket, wrist chicken, and a steak competition. It was uh, – essentially, this is something I've been joking around and kicking around for a while, but Robin Jones is the one that really kind of got the ball moving and was able to connect guys – you know, some of the guys I know in my class with with some of the older generation and actually get this – Working, working with Baylor and getting this rolling with the alumni uh, groups at Baylor. So it was, it was a real fun time. And yeah, I'm coming. Uh, Anthony beat me by one point last year for the overall champion, and so uh, I'm gonna, I'm coming, I'm coming back for my title this year because I think a lot of people were, uh, you know, it's, I helped organize it and I got second. So there were a couple people like, oh, you must not have. Uh, must not have done so well picking the judges, or uh, must not have greased enough palms. So this year, I'm uh, I've been working on my game, and I'm uh, I, I don't want to make it that close this year. <laughs> what is your what's your favorite thing to grill? I'm sure you've tried a bunch of different things, and boy, you're I've seen I've kind of read about um, your your equipment, things you use. I mean, you take this pretty seriously. Um, Blake, is it? By the way, is this? And I, you know, I think I've seen where you you also uh, 
have a, a regular kind of corporate type job. It, have you fallen so in love with grilling that it's like something you would like to pursue full time at some point, or or do you think you'll just kind of continue to do it more as a hobby? Well, I kind of I'm kind of dipping my toe in both worlds. I I really, really love grilling and barbecue, and it's uh, really what I replaced. The passion started, you know, as a kid, and then it definitely bloomed when I was in college because it was my favorite way to, you know, hang out with my buddies and get guys on the team to come around and relax and kind of do something outside of football. And then I finished playing football, and it definitely replaced that kind of passion and drive. I find myself watching YouTube videos and cooking shows, and instead of just watching it for entertainment, I'm taking notes or analyzing it like I used to watch film. Uh, even styles that are totally different from how I do it, you know, I'll still I still want to be a subject matter expert. And so, from that aspect, I, it's like the passion of like always striving to get better. I think that I love, and in that, I started getting more and more grills, pits, different options. Got a barbecue pit on a trailer, and pretty quickly, I've been maxing that thing out every chance I get. I do some uh, catering, like for local churches and small events, and I run a big. I work with Sikkim 365 to run a big tailgate for the uh, all the home games, and there we're pretty much doing anywhere from 100 people to 200 people, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I have I've had a couple of conversations. Uh, and talked about, you know, maybe doing the restaurant thing or mm -hmm. catering or food truck. And man, it's, if I didn't have a, you know, if I didn't have a wife mortgage house and a life I love, I'd probably, I'd probably go all in on it, but it's kind of <laughs> hard. You know, I have a, I have a good job, a job that gives me enough flexibility to cook and do these barbecue events and hang out and pursue my passion as well as taking care of, you know, everyday life so uh right now i think i'm just kind of gonna keep seeing what what offer what seeing what comes i'll uh if as i get bigger and bigger i hope to eventually do like maybe a catering once yeah. i have a big enough you know once i have enough money or enough uh, i guess uh need for my services i'll probably create a little catering company llc and get a bigger pit uh so I've, I've definitely done some math and explored it, and I think I just need to keep doing what I'm doing and see where it takes me. I've also got some pretty fun partners that are, you know, rough sponsors, and I'm partnered with Game Guard, and so they give me gear, and I have a discount code, and I'll go out to their ranch and do wild game cooking and barbecue, and um, we'll make content with them. So it's, it's a lot of fun. I've kind of gone in every direction trying to see what I like, so... Yeah. Right. Right. I'd love to do the restaurant thing, but right now I think I'm going to stick with just having fun and eventually maybe we'll do some catering, but we'll go along those lines. The percentage of people who actually make it in the restaurant business, I'm sure you've heard, is pretty low. Oh. But it uh, it's not that it's not fun, though, uh, but it, I, I think you're doing it right. Yeah, but you you are uh, boy. People brag on you like crazy. I when I was at Baylor, I went to Jasper's and Tony Demaria's. I oh, kind of yeah. like those. I like those kind of off the beaten path over there on Elm. And of course, we've got mm -hmm. Helberg's one of my sponsors. You know, we've gotten better and better in terms of kind of pe people who are real recognized in the Waco area. 
did you ever spend any time traveling to some of those famous spots to check out some of the pits across Texas, whether it be Old Taylor or Luling or, you know, all those different places? Houston area, obviously, within 50 to 60 miles, there's some unbelievable places. Have you checked out a lot of that stuff over the years, you know, Lockhart's, that kind of thing? Yeah, I uh, – so I – my. My grandparents are from Luling, so I grew up, you know, every couple of years we'd swing by, we'd be driving through Luling and have to stop and get Luling City Market, get the sauce mm. and the sauce there. Uh, so that was already in my wheelhouse. And then really the thing that kind of transitioned me from cooking and grilling for buddies to really falling in love with barbecue is the beef rib at Louis Mueller's. I was going, uh, me and a couple of buddies were taking the weekend to go fishing at uh out in rockdale and we stopped at uh louis mueller's on the way in at taylor and man that beef rib changed my life you know it started the obsession <laughs> and since then i've done you know i've done i've done louis mueller i've done snows i live north of austin in georgetown now i've done it you know almost most of the big name ones in austin and they're always changing there's always someone new popping up i've done uh all the way you know the waco jasper's hellberg um um uh, the one what's the one where they like in waco they're like jesus jesus ate our barbecue or the barbecue jesus life i always forget the name but they're they're real well, there's, good too there's uh, there's guests came into town yeah, you know that, and, yeah that's what i'm uh that's what i was thinking of uh miller's there as well uh i've so i've definitely shopped around i've done pit tours i've talked to pit masters I actually uh, was talking to the guy at Hellberg, and I want to do a, I want to go work like a 24-hour shift with them, uh, just kind of do everything. It's finding the time to uh, a weekend that works because I wind up, my wife's been getting mad at me. I say yes to everything, so we wind up busier than all hell because anytime <laughs> someone wants to cook for a birthday, cook for, you know, just to have fun, or someone doesn't, someone's visiting and they don't know what Texas barbecue is, I'm just like, hey. I can take care of that. <laughs> Who was your best teammate from a wingman standpoint grilling when y'all would be doing this? Was there one one of your lineman mates or somebody on the team that was always at your side as you were uh, kind of well, experimenting and, and falling in love with all that kind of thing? Well, I, I had a couple of guys that really uh, were always ready to be a taste tester, you know, and uh, so <laughs> – I lived with uh, Pat Lawrence for a couple of years and he and I were, you know, right guard, right tackle playing football and right there next to each other on the grill. I pretty much took over all land-based protein and we used to joke that he was the seafood guy because uh, he loved, he loved to go fishing. And so I would do 90% of our grilling and cooking, but every once in a while he'd get some, he'd get some Royal Reds and get some redfish and snapper and, we'd have at it because his uh, brother-in-law is a deep sea captain. He took a deep sea fish and we got a blue marlin. We ate on that for, you know, probably two weeks because we, he gave us like 30 pounds of fish. Oh, my gosh. The, I mean, I, I could see that being a hit if some seafood suddenly showed up out there at the, uh, at the cook-off. All right, so everything gets started at about 9 a.m. This will go all the way to 11 a.m. <laughs> out there at McLean. Um, and if, for people that are arriving a little early for the game, I'm sure y'all would love people to kind of stop by and see what's going on. How many people are actually in the competition? I feel like in the maiden voyage, it was about, I don't know, five to seven different teams maybe 
entered the competition. What are we looking at in that regard this year? Yeah, I think last year we had like seven or eight, and then this year uh-huh. we're we're around ten or eleven. Wow! Because uh, it's it is something with the with the game. You know, the the emphasis of this is the spring game, right? And the mm-hmm. spring game is going to be at noon. No one wants to play the spring game later because you got to travel in. It's not a real game day. All the players definitely don't want to push it back. They want to kind of wake up, rip the bandaid off, play the game have a good time and then get out so they can go have a good time. I, you know, I was right there with you. And so, uh, cause it's, there's usually there's a big crawfish. Someone's throwing a crawfish boil, uh, the night or the evening afternoon of the spring game. And that is, that's always a big fun team event. And so when you're talking about cooking something like a brisket, it's really hard to do it in the morning. So most of us are pretty much all going to be out there Friday night and be cooking, hanging out all night and for all the turn-ins to be uh, that morning. And so that's the thing that I was blown away with last year because I knew I was pretty hardcore, but I was wondering if, you know, because the game's at 12, so we really want to have all the judging stuff wrapped up by 11. Those are pretty early turn-in times. I didn't know how many people would be willing to go out and hang out, sit outside the stadium all night and, you know, barbecue and have a good time. And last year it was a party. And so this year we've got a couple more people. We've got some engagement and buy-in. Aranda is having a dinner out there for former players, and it's right there next to the stadium where we're going to be cooking. So we're going to participate in that, and it's going to be a blast. We've all The intent of this also is to kind of, make the spring game as much of an event and a big tailgate-like atmosphere as possible. So if you're coming yeah. to the game, please come early, check us out. There's a, there's going to be a uh, merchandise for sale from the, like, Bruiser locker room deal. Like, all uh, they're going to be selling off some old merch and some limited edition stuff. There's going to be a couple other uh, booths and stands and vendors out there as well. So it's not just going to be a bunch of big, beefy guys doing barbecue. There's going to be some other fun stuff. Oh man, it'll be uh, that'll be great. Well, listen, I appreciate it. I've always that's uh, uh, just so much fun to see you pursue your your passion like that. And uh, and man, I I'm hoping to uh, I'm going to get out there about ten fifteen or something. And I'm not judging this year, but I uh, I may who knows I may try to use uh, okay. my influence. Don't, we need to. <laughs> don't see, uh, there's a there's a people's choice category this year, and it's, the theme is any tailgate dish and. You come see me. I'll have I'll have a couple of options for you to try. And, uh, ooh, you may, ooh. You know, some will be for the people's choice. Some will just be for hey, you know, you're a Baylor fan. You're you coming out to check us out. I want you to come see what I can do. That is uh, that is awesome. All right, Blake. We'll have a uh, have a great time. Get some rest tonight because then Friday yep. night, obviously, you're going to be up late. So maybe try to get about eight or nine hours in tonight and. Uh, and then you'll be uh, you'll be ready to roll. But uh, congratulations on all of this. A lot of fun. I appreciate you being on with me. Of course, that's the that's the goal. I'll try to rest up tonight. We'll uh, we'll see you Saturday. <laughs> okay, there he goes, Blake Blackmar. One of the uh, oh, he was a stel- He was a stalwart. He was out there. He started like I don't know how many games, like fifty-one or sixty games or something like that. And then uh, was there and, and certainly helped rule as he arrived and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it was it was very helpful in the transition. Great guy. Uh, it's Matt Mosley's 